If you wanna feel a sense of empowerment, you wanna feel a sense of wellness and balance and harmony in your life, you should consider the significance of your environment. And your environment is you, your person, your Chinese astrology chart, and the energies that are in your space. That's what we do with feng shui, is we align you personally with energy that is best for you and what's available in your space. That's how you really do feng shui well. Feel fit, feel positive, feel motivated this year. As a highly sensitive person, I hate going to the gym, just like you, with those sweaty equipment, the eyeballs staring at my stomach, and the unwanted grunting and chest pumping. Ugh. No thanks. That's why this year I'm growing with a glow in the comfort of my own home via an app on my phone. It's not just a recorded class that I join, it's Lisa, a real life personal trainer from Future, the sponsor of today's episode. She helps me exercise and feel confident with my own custom plan, and she's always by my side. Future is a fitness app that pairs you with your own highly credentialed fitness coach who will hold you accountable and keep your workouts fresh and fun. Upon signing up, you'll have a video call with your coach who will then design a fitness plan unique to you. If you hate stinky gyms but need accountability to stay healthy, then go to www.tryfuture.co forward slash empath to try your first month future for free. The link is in the show notes. This is episode four, Chinese horoscope caution, theme discernment. This year, the year of the rabbit predictions with Jillian Rothschild Scholar. Gain insight and discernment into your upcoming journey with advice and guidance on decoding your Chinese horoscope warnings for the year of the rabbit. Start uncovering today. The year of the rabbit is here. It's on February 3rd. And if we follow the Lunar New Year, that is January 22nd. And with the Year of the Rabbit comes an ancient wisdom offering powerful insight and discernment into your year ahead. Our guest today, Jillian Rothschild Scholar, helps ambitious people who are feeling like there's something a bit off in their life and want to move forward with greater clarity, confidence, and ease. She is a classically trained feng shui expert and her foundational training is an ancient wisdom of over 400-year-old Wu Cheng Feng Shui mastery lineage. She's been working in a private feng shui consultancy since 2010. She uses wisdom of ancient time-tested methods, systems, and applications while offering practical solutions for modern lifestyles. You can pull up your personal gua Chinese astrology chart on her website at fsinmotion.com. That might be a great thing to do to pull up your chart and follow along as you listen. Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, your nurturing warrior guide through the darkness. If you're enjoying this podcast, hit subscribe and rate and review this podcast. Just a reminder, this episode is for educational purposes only, and it is not a substitute for professional therapy. Highly sensitive people have a heightened awareness of other people's emotions and feelings. They tend to be more empathic and compassionate. Dear empaths, do you relate to that statement? Empaths often feel overwhelmed by others' pain, sadness, anger, and grief. I myself, just as the Hindu goddess Kali and Mesopotamian goddess Inanna, have walked through the darkness, died to myself and ego, and ascended to connect with my true, authentic self. Part of that healing journey, I truly benefited from talk therapy. This is why I specifically chose, out of all the sponsors out there, BetterHelp. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, and BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. It allows you to talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. With a broad range of expertise and BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network, it will give you access to help that you need. That may not be available in your area. Finding a therapist is easy. Just fill out the questionnaire to help assess your specific needs 
and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Everything you share is completely confidential in therapy. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash empath. That's betterhelp.com forward slash E-M-P-A-T-H. And the link is in the show notes. It lights me up to respond and answer questions about narcissistic abuse and relationships and spirituality. And so being a human design generator, that is my forte. That's my energy is to respond. And so I had two questions come up this week before we dive into the forecast for Chinese astrology today. One was they wanted to learn a little bit more about trauma bonding, which I'm actually going to record a full episode for you next Tuesday. But rather than keeping you waiting that long, I wanted to give you just a brief overview of it and then we'll dive in deeper next week. So trauma bonding occurs when a narcissist repeats a cycle of abuse with another person, which fuels a need for validation and love from the person being abused. So true trauma bonding, it's like the manipulation of your dopamine hormones. And then they make you feel like you need them. You can't live without them. They're your savior. And so no matter what abuse that they impart on you, you accept because your brain is hooked on the feelings and the hope and the desires that, you know, they've promised you and that they've told you and sold you on. So you ignore the insults you ignore the neglect you ignore the bad moods and then this just kind of the cycle repeats it's like when you start to question that cycle like this is unhealthy they double down in their manipulation and their sales pitch and that you don't know anything and put you down to your character and get you confused and they pretty much sell you on like you're an idiot for even questioning this and they sell themselves as the authority so it's this huge manipulation cycle of abuse love abuse love and so they also convince you that you are the one that was at fault in whatever argument happened and that you need them so that that doesn't happen again And it becomes a very unhealthy, toxic bonding and codependency. And it's just all lies. It's kind of like the Stockholm syndrome with the kidnapping. It's similar to that where they get you so wrapped up in needing them and, oh, just stick with me, baby, and I'll show you how to fix this. And so that that isn't an issue anymore. And so you go, okay, yeah, sure. I'm ready to work myself because I'm an empath and I'm, I'm all about that. And I want this to be fixed and I want us to be happy but it doesn't take just one person and they've convinced you that you're the only thing that needs to be fixed when that's false absolute and utter lie two parties in a relationship need to work on changing and fixing for it to be successful so that's a bit about trauma bonding and i'll go in deeper next week and then the other one was covert narcissists so the tricky part about covert narcissists is they're very good citizens they're great parents You know, they could be a great mother or father. They're very friendly. They're high up in the participation in church. Maybe they could be even a counselor or a pastor, but they're emotionally avoidant with their personal inner circle people. And they may seem lazy as far as teamwork goes, but what it is is they just are selfish and they don't actually want to be on the team. They want the other person at home, let's say it's their spouse, to carry on all the responsibilities and all the the adulting. They could be really great in showing up to parties, anniversaries, and holidays, etc. But the day-to-day daily grind of getting that emotional support from the covert narcissist is lacking. It's not there. And so what I just want to share with you is the true test is when you voice your needs in a very calm way and they don't hear you. You can clearly say in an emotionally mature way, when you do this, this makes me feel. And if they don't respond in kind with empathy or remorse that 
whatever circumstances or what they did makes you feel hurt, then that's a red flag. If they don't hear you and they immediately put your emotions down and start to turn it around and say, well, what about me and my emotions and I'm tired and this is how I feel without blinking an eye and holding an iota of space and saying, I'm sorry, then that's a red flag. That is that is emotional neglect and it is emotional abuse. If they're not willing to put in the effort to do their own self-development and emotional growing and meet you halfway in the relationship and honor holding space for when they've act their ego or they themselves have accidentally tripped up and hurt you, then you're dealing with a narcissist. It's hard to really diagnose covert narcissists because they are perfect on the outside and they don't need to go to therapy and they never will go. And so it's extremely difficult. Um, it's, it's hard to pinpoint. And so regardless of what it is, if it's NPD, if they're highly selfish, if they're toxic, it doesn't matter what the label is. If they're not hearing you, and providing you with that response in action as well as an apology or feeling any remorse versus being very defensive, then they're not supporting you emotionally and most likely you're dealing with the covert narcissist. No matter what the label is, you deserve and are worth all of the space that you need to be held in your emotions and you deserve someone who can do that for you and who can grow with you. So keep your questions coming and drop your questions in the link in the show notes. I've created a specific form on my website for them. And then every Friday, I have a poll question on Instagram. So let's get the conversation started and pick a this or that. And let's discuss, get in touch with each other and participate. Now let's get into some Chinese astrology. Jillian, you're back. It's so good to see you. Hey, lady. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you too. Yeah, thanks for being here again. Let's jump right in. For those yeah. people who don't know me, my name is Jillian. I am with Feng Shui in Motion, and I help ambitious people who are feeling like something is a little bit off in their life, and they want to move forward with more clarity, confidence, and ease. And I am a classically trained Feng Shui expert. Some people will call me a master. You don't usually call yourself a master, so I'll let somebody else give me that title. I've been doing this work since 2010, so it's a long time in feng shui consultancy and Chinese metaphysics. We're going to talk about Chinese New Year. We're currently in the year of the tiger. It's the water tiger, and that will shift on the solar calendar on February 4th of 2023 to the year of the water rabbit. One thing that is important for people to know is that there are different polarities of water. So there's yang water and yin water. All of the five elements in Chinese metaphysics have this polarity. So there are five elements. There's water, wood, fire, earth, and metal. And so last year was a yang water tiger year. Last year, meaning one we're currently in. The one we're going into is the yin water rabbit. Um, And to get a sense of what this year is going to look like, in Chinese metaphysics, we use a lot of imagery. So when you think about yin water and the rabbit animal sign, the thing to be thinking about is yin water being represented by like rain or mist or clouds and the rabbit being represented by like a flower or a grass or a tree, like a small tree, not a big tree, but like a sprout, something like like a new sapling, something that's very young and flexible and easy to grow. And so it's almost like a watering can over a plant. Like that's sort of the image that you think about in your head. So that's the the imagery that comes to mind when we talk about the year of the rabbit, which is very different from the year of the tiger. The year of the tiger was like oceans of water with big, huge trees that sort of like floating on the water that kind of look like alligators and crocodiles. So it's a different kind of water experience and how we experience that is going to be different from person to person. Right. Yeah, that's so incredible. I love that. I love that it's going to be, it almost feels a bit like this, like a, something that you've planted the seeds of intention around about like the end of the year is going to be watered gently as a tiny little. Right. So we're really talking about like planting seeds in fertile soil and with tender loving care, slow progress will evolve and it's going to grow and it's going to change and it's going to mature, but it is slow and steady progress. And so 
when you translate that to the modern world that we live in, the year of the rabbit represents motion and activity and youth and vibrancy. And it's really an energetic kind of a year. When you think about the youth, I'm with our ages right now. Hopefully there's enough young people listening to this that they can really feel how vibrant and how their voices are really important. And I think the kind of change that is going to happen in the world will really come from the youth because they're going to be the ones that are going to really be affected over their lifespan by creating change and reform that is needed. So yes. the, the issues that are important are going to be led by the young people. And that is incredibly refreshing. Um, and is. that's really what we need. It is incredibly refreshing. Yeah. They already showed up, right? They already were like, oh, you know. I need to vote. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is affecting my life now. Whereas right. for us, when we were that age, we're like, ah, whatever. It is what it is, right? And our parents are kind of like nonchalant about voting too. But now we see like how it really, you know, participating in the system is yeah. how you affect change. And I think there's going to be a beautiful just movement. And all of the, the children growing, like being born now and growing up now. They are more connected, I feel like, to their soul. Oh, the veil is much thinner with these kids. Way thinner. Yeah. Yeah, the veil is very thin and they're Mm -hmm. very mature. Like they've come in to like really affect the change because they're mature. Yeah. Yeah. So they're really going to be the ones to take the lead. And they also understand the effects of media and communication and connection in ways that generation before the baby boomers and Generation X didn't understand in the same way. I mean, Generation X, Generation Y, Gen Z, we get it, but in a very different way than these kids really understand the need for connection in a completely different way because they, some of them haven't lived under 3G. Like, they've never experienced life less than 3G because of the way that we live in the United States. Anyway, that's another conversation for another day. Let's get back to Chinese (laughs) We can talk about EMFs all day long. That's part of my practice, but we're not going to go there today. We could. Yeah, so let's go back. We're talking about Chinese horoscope. Let's just make sure we define, like, what is the Chinese New Year for people who have never, like, quite heard about the concept of Chinese New Year? Okay, so millions of people all over the globe celebrate the Chinese New Year. And there are two different calendars that are used. One is the lunar calendar and one is the solar calendar. So on the lunar calendar, it follows the moon cycle. And the date for Chinese New Year is more of a cultural observance on the lunar calendar. So this is often what you'll see. It could be January. It could be later in February. It could be late January. It could be different times because it's a lunar calendar. It happens to be in 2023. It happens to be January 22nd. But in the work that I do, I follow the solar calendar because the solar calendar only vacillates by a few hours every year. It's very, very constant and very specific. And it's what we use to mark the seasons and the passage of time. And it's also a very accurate representation of people's energy when they're born. So in order to know what the year is going to mean for you, it's very helpful to retrieve your own Chinese astrology chart. And the way to do that, actually, I have a a free uh, Chinese astrology calculator on my website. Um, the Chinese astrology chart is known as the four pillars of destiny. Uh, and in Chinese, the number eight is ba and zi is characters. So it's represented by eight characters. Mm. So there are eight characters in the chart in four columns, which is why it's called the four pillars of destiny. Got it. And so you can go on my website and under, there's a section that says free stuff and there's a button that says B-A-Z-I, Batsa Calculator. And you can go there and you can type in your information. And for free, you can get a very basic Chinese astrology chart and it will give you all kinds of information. It will give you a guan number, which we'll also talk about and help you understand what your favorable energy directions are. And I want to do say something about the system. When you go to the page to type in your information, it will also ask you your gender. And it means the gender that you were assigned at the time of your birth what you were assigned when you were born. So regardless of our experience of gender now, almost all of us were assigned at birth. And that was a decision that was made by somebody else, not you, despite our current understanding of gender. The teachings of Batsa, our system, are really only concerned with what you were assigned at birth. So it's not the only system out there. Um, It's the system that I was taught. 
It doesn't know everything. No one system really does, which is why I actually use a number of different systems. So if someone feels left out or something doesn't feel quite true, I really encourage people to sort of round out exploration with other systems to see what works for you. Um, but the, the chart is really lovely. It'll tell you the year, month, day. And of course, if you have the time that you were born, it will give you all of your eight characters. It will give you your life star number, which is also called your gua and your lucky directions. And then you can have your basic chart to you so you can understand your relationship from your personal energy to the energy that's coming in for the year. Yeah, I know. I and you can attend Jillian's free live in-depth webinar on Zoom with more of this information that we're covering today on January 15th at 9.30 a.m. Arizona time. You can register on her website. And I actually attended it last couple weeks ago and she's hosting a second one. So it was really informative, so much more in-depth than what we're talking about here in the podcast. And if you're really interested, sign up for that for free. I've, I downloaded mine and I don't have it in front of me so I don't have it like 100% memorized, but I just remember taking so many amazing chunks for that. And then going to your event last year about, you know, the different energies I was like, okay. And then I, I met with you. I was like, okay, we need to move my desk. Remember that? My desk yes. was facing like the most horrible direction, like the yeah. worst ever. Yeah. And I moved it. And yeah, it, things have taken off since, not like right away since I moved. I can't like attribute that. But so yes. many other things. It was like, okay, like my brain clicked here and I should do this. And, you know, the podcast started taking off and then all of my offers started taking off. So it really does matter. Like I just tried to do as best as I could. I couldn't move my entire house. But it's like yeah. when you can just find that one thing that you can shift. And sometimes doesn't. one thing can make a big difference, especially if you're sitting at your desk a lot of hours during the day. Or if you're somebody who's sick and you can shift your bed, then it can make a significant difference because you're laying in bed all day. Like I actually had, I went to a, a networking group a couple years ago and I was chatting with a gentleman who had been in a car accident and he was not really healing. And of course, I said, what direction? You know, where are you spending the most time while you're healing? It's like, well, I'm on the couch and I'm watching TV. And so we had a conversation and I suggested that he move to a different couch, just a different couch that was in a different direction. And yeah, a few weeks later, he was like, that was amazing. As soon as I started using a different couch, I started to feel better because he was using really negative energy. And that was one of his negative directions. And it happened to be facing a negative star at the time. And so it was a beautiful, small thing that he could do. Feng Shui, there's myths out there about Feng Shui that you need trinkets and you need tchotchkes and you need decorations and your house needs to look like a Chinese antique store and not how I practice classical Feng Shui. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, my, my perspective is that you can align with favorable energy and it can make a difference. And in that case, it worked for you. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that too because you could sit at the desk in the wrong direction all day and put a little bamboo tree there and nothing's going to fix Right? That band aid is right. not going to actually shift any energy. I used to work in a corporate environment in like a cube environment. And I used to say to my, my director, my manager, I was like, if you put me in this cube, I will be facing X direction, which is unfavorable. I will not sit in this desk because I will not be productive. Yeah. And he kind of said to me one day, he's like, you know, you're the only person that gets to choose your desk, Jillian. And I was like, well, you're telling you how I'm going to be the most productive. You get what you ask for, right? So speak up and ask and you'll and get it. <laughs> so I got to choose my desk. And it worked out really well for everybody. It's like a win-win for everybody. Right. It's a win-win. So that's feng shui. So back to Chinese astrology. Yeah. Which talks about the energies, right? Like right. Because it all ties together. Like the direction you face, you talked about there are moving stars and that happens every year. So that's yeah. another. They're called flying stars. And the star, each of the stars, the word star just basically means energy. And they all have long list of attributions, representations. They're represented by numbers. So when we talk about them, we talk about them as a number, but it also has an element, um, a color, a shape, of uh, an emotion, a part of the body that it's attributed to. And mm -hmm. how it affects you is directly related to your life star, your life guan number that is found on your um, on the BATSA calculator. When you go there and you pull your chart, it will also have a section that says your life gua, your life star number. And that number gives us information about how the visiting flying star energy will affect you personally. Um, that's another layer of how we assess what the year will be like for you. Um, I do have your chart. We can talk a little bit about how some of the visiting energy is going to affect everybody in general. 
Yeah, I'm an open book. That'd be interesting to kind of go through as a case study. So as people are listening to mine, it can be it just kind of click something in their head. Like it's relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you're if I have your permission, then what I'll share is some bits about your chart. Yes. You have my permission. (laughs) So in your chart, you were born in a pig year, in a rooster month, in a rat day and a rabbit hour. And as a reminder, everybody also has something called tenure luck pillars. So those are the those are the four animal branches as part of the year, month, day, and hour. You also have what are called heavenly stems, which I'm not going to go through. Those make up the other four parts of the natal chart, which is how you get eight characters. And everybody has what are called tenure luck pillars. Tenure luck pillars are 10 years of extra layers of energy that affect you for that tenure period. Um, and so when you get your Bata calculator, you'll see the tenure luck pillars at a specific date range. Could be 2012 to 2022, could be 2000 to 2010. And it, and it starts at a very young age. So somewhere between the age of zero and 10 years old, your own luck pillar will start kicking in. We'll call it opening it up. And then it will shift every 10 years. And so as you go through life, you can look back at those pillar changes and go, oh, Around the time that my pillar changed at age 19 to age 20, something exciting happened in my life. And you can see that as you progress in your life. Maybe you'll get married. Maybe you'll have a child. Maybe you'll have a job change. Or something unlucky might happen in your life. (laughs) um, Something unlucky might happen and it might happen within a few months um, sometimes. And it's often something that is doesn't feel normal right so if it feels unlucky it's something that is sort of unusual to your makeup because you're coming into energy that you've not really experienced before so you're getting to experience energy in a new way Mm -hmm. so we're going into the year of the rabbit and the year of the rabbit is really interesting because there are there are certain qualities that are attributed to that particular animal sign often the rabbit is considered to be calm and peaceful and they prefer to avoid arguing and fighting, and they may be a little bit artistic um, and have really good taste. So people who are born in the year of the rabbit, um, 1927, 1939, 1951, 1963, 75, 87, 99, 2011, and uh, 2023. If somebody is born in January of any given year, then they're actually born in the previous animal year. So something to keep in mind. Um, in the Chinese culture, the rabbit also represents the moon, interestingly enough. And so there is a deity um, called the Supreme Yin, which is uh, known as the moon deity. So often you will see those deities with rabbits. So Quan Yin, sometimes when you see a Quan Yin, which is one of the deities in Chinese Taoism, um, that is the the goddess of compassion will often be with a rabbit because she is with the, the rabbit. Deity. I yeah. love that. And she pulls people out of suffering. Like she is the ultimate goddess of compassion. compassion. Yep, yeah. exactly. And uses the wind moon, right? I have always um, related to her. Mm-hmm. It's a very calming energy. Um, and so you may know somebody who's born in the year of the rabbit. So often these people are very agreeable. They're devoted in relationships. They um, are really great to have on a team. Um, on the negative side, when someone's not at their best and they're born in the year of the rabbit, they could be somebody who's a little insecure, can be a little bit into escapism, may have some bad eating habits. There's a lot of famous people that we know that are born in the year of the rabbit. Um, Lionel Messi, actually, famous uh, football player, right? Johnny Depp, uh, Elliot Page, Brad Pitt, Ralph Lauren, uh, Drew Barrymore, uh, Michelle Obama, actually, also born in the year of the rabbit. I mean, I could go on and on, but you yeah. may see some of these famous people that are born in the year of the You may see them come into the spotlight. And you may also, in the year of the rabbit, this is my theory, that in the animal sign year that it is, you will see more of that animal in the media. So you may see rabbits and bunnies and um, those kinds of animals sort of take center stage. Which is in the news, like in the, in the year of the tiger, if you think back in the year, you may think like, oh, there was a story about a tiger and the blah, 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 cat. So... Something to keep in mind. And the energy also runs on a 60-year cycle. So people born in 1963 are seeing the same energy as the year they were born. So unless they live to be 120, they're never going to see it again. And often when that happens, um, it's considered to be a mirroring effect. And so they will have some life lessons show up. 
some move. So like if you are reaching it, like you're at age 60 because it's a six year cycle. Right. You're going to have like a almost like a return of your birth year energy. Which exactly. Exactly. And illuminate a lot of life lessons. Ooh, right. Things, exciting. things usually happen. I mean, I don't some I mean, it's age 60. So sometimes sickness happens. Yeah. Um, sometimes people retire. Sometimes people travel. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. Um, yeah. but it, it's often quite exciting. So I usually tell people if it's your, if it's your Fuyin year, it's called Fuyin. If it's mm-hmm. your Fuyin year and you're going to be turning 60, then kind of hang, get ready, hang on, get your, get your resources together, make sure you, you are safe, that you have all the things that you need to have a big year. Ooh, okay. So Good the time. rabbit each year is the animal, the most important animal sign of the year. It's called the Grand Duke. Um, and if you have a rabbit in your chart, it's, um, sometimes called offending the year. If you have you have an offense in your chart because you don't really want to be offending the most important energy of the year. And again, mm-hmm. it's a little bit more like a mirroring effect because people will go, "Oh, I have a rabbit in my chart. It must be my year." Well, not so much. <laughs> we want to compliment. We don't want to oppose. <laughs> or, you don't really yeah. want to face the you know, like the emperor, right? You don't want to face the emperor and oppose yeah. the emperor. You don't want to offend him by having not- the same energy that he does. So it's not always such a great thing. So if you have a rabbit in your chart, the thing to do is to make friends with the secret friend animal sign of the year, which is the dog. Um, So it's considered the, quote, cure animal for the year. And I don't actually believe in cures per se. I'm not going to ask you to carry around dogs with you or, you know, make friends with rabid animals out there like feral dogs or anything like that. That's not what it's about. It's not about carrying pendants around with you. There is some practitioners will say that you can and i don't actually think it's a protection i think it's more like a reminder that if something negative happens it's only coming as a short period it's like a talisman but it doesn't protect you from things um but what you can do is make friends with people who have a dog in their chart because they it's sort of like borrowing their luck because they're the secret friend of the rabbit so it helps mitigate on an energetic level it helps mitigate some of the negative things that happen um so the other animal sign that we want to take note of for the year is the complete opposite sign on the 12 zodiac because they run in a clock circle and the complete opposite of the rabbit is the rooster and mm. the rooster is the opposing position so it's called the clash animal or the clash crash position clash crash whichever word you want to use but the clash animal for the year so usually those People who have roosters in their chart will also experience a little bit of change or turbulence or things that may feel a little bit unexpected. So people who are born in the year of the rooster, Beyonce, actually, she likes to be the, rule the roost, if you will. She likes to show off her tail fe- feathers and rule the roost. Ellen DeGeneres, yeah. Dave Grohl, Ariana Grande, um, Serena Williams, Britney Spears, um, Eric Clapton, actually. He's also born in the year of the rooster. Um, so those are some people who may experience some significant changes this year. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is that there is a relationship in Chinese astrology called three harmony. We like this relationship because it creates a more harmonious relationship. So the rabbit is in a harmonious relationship with the animal signs of the pig and the goat. Mm. Um, because they create a, a frame of energy within the wood element. So the months that all of the animal signs relate to months of the year and the month of the rabbit is in march the month of the rooster is in september the month of the goat which is part of the harmony is in july and the month of the pig is in november which is also part of the harmony frame so if you have a rabbit or a rooster in your chart march may be exciting for you it um things could start to kick up earlier in the year and in September, if you have a rooster or a rabbit in your chart, that's also another month where you may want to pay attention. Um, if things get rough, you might want to go on vacation. <laughs> I just want to get away for a little bit and go well, away. I just want a break for my birthday in September yeah. then. <laughs> there you go. Just go get a little break. And depending on which part of your chart the animal sign is in will depend on what area of your life it affects. So we said earlier that your rooster is actually in the month pillar of your chart. And the month is related to the career aspect. So mm-hmm. you could find this year that things may be shifting for you in your business, that you are seeing things differently, that you're interested in um, making some changes, 
um, there's more intricate details about how it would affect you specifically because of other parts of your chart. But it's just something to be aware of that it could, that because the rooster is in your month. And you also have a rabbit in your hour. The rabbit, I'm okay. um, sorry, the hour pillar also reflects your children. It reflects your fans, your employees, your staff, um, your clients, your fan base, if you will. Also your hopes and dreams. So you may be re-examining this year what you want with in the in those aspects of your life, whether it's your your if you have a family, if you have children, if you are thinking about how the things that you want out of life, if you're re, sort of redefining those things and making changes. And the first part of the year would be the time to do that because you would want to get that all sort of set in place before things really kick up in September. You'd want to have everything in order um, if yeah. in your case because you have a rabbit in the hour. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So and really September what it, is going to be a real clash because the rabbit, that's the, the month of the rabbit. The month. And then I have the month and my hour. Right. I mean, because the rooster month is in September. And so for a lot of people, that's when the party is going to start. And that was really true last year uh, for the year of the tiger. So the year of the tiger's clash animal is the monkey and the monkey month was in August. So hmm. for some people, the first part of the year didn't really feel all that exciting until August. And then it was like the party really started in August hmm. and it kind of started for everybody. Because if you, even though it might not have affected you specifically in August, maybe you knew somebody who was affected and so you sort of had a domino effect. Or maybe you traveled or you did something unexpected in August and then it had a snowball effect into the rest of the autumn season, which was actually true for me. Um, so people may find that the first part of the year doesn't feel so significantly different from where we're at now until September. <laughs> and then the party will really start and you'll go, oh, this is what she meant. Interesting. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm creating a, a community, which I think is that new shift, right? Because yeah. just for, for now, it's been just like listening to the podcast and that's it. And now I'm creating like this community and I'm going to launch it January 18th. So I think it's really going to probably get up and running by March. And so does that mean that there'll just be a glitch in September or will there be an uptick? Or I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Well, that's that's a specific question to your chart, which we're not going to go that deep into, right? Because there are other elements that are going to be related to things that might happen. But it could just be something unexpected happens, right? You think, oh, I'm going to launch something in September and it doesn't go smoothly. Or um, you end up having to travel for something. Or it just, it's, there's something emotional that kicks in that the delay is uh, it's, it's some, usually something happens that is often unexpected if you yeah. plan for it right that's good knowing that if something changes that that's also okay crashes right. are actually not always bad because there is a concept in chinese astrology of something called hidden stems so in, in each of the animal signs there's energy locked inside underneath that's hidden and the goodies are often hidden on the inside. And so sometimes clashes are really beneficial because there are charts that really need a clash in order for the goodies to come out. So whether the clash benefits you or not is another question. Whether it's coming, the energy is coming into you or it's going out um, can be a factor. Um, and also your tenure luck pillar and your feng shui. And so there's a lot that goes into it. It's never one thing. Yeah. But what it boils down to is if you have a rabbit or a rooster in your chart, I would encourage you to go make friends with somebody who has a dog in their chart <laughs> because that person will become really helpful for you. Okay. And then can you, can you, you mind? tell if they have a dog in their chart just by their their birthday? Their birthday? You can ask them, hey, can I have a... Like, I was like the birthday club card <laughs> holder on my office. I knew everyone's birthday because I was, you know, pulling their information for the birthday celebrations. Um, usually the month of October, I mean, it's not... It's not a Gregorian calendar, so it's not October 1st. It's usually October 7th or so, but October is the month of the dog. Okay. So if you know somebody who's born in October, uh, usually Libra, sometimes parts of Scorpio. Uh, right. For you Western astrology people, uh, that will be usually somebody who has a dog in their chart. Um, okay, that's good. You can good also ask people for the, the year of the dog also. That's another thing that you can do is ask them for their year. If you can get their birthday, you can run the calculator and find out when their birthday is. And it's also helpful to know if somebody has a pig or a goat in their chart, because if they have a pig or a goat, then you, they're part of the harmony frame. So if you have a rabbit in your chart, then you can make friends with them too, because it will help make the situation more harmonious, whatever you're going through. Right. And mine is, I'm the year of the pig, so myself could help also. <laughs> right. So you're going to get help from people who are on the exterior of your life. 
So you already are part of the harmony frame. So you Mm -hmm. actually have the animal. And so then it's helpful for you to find somebody who has a goat in their chart. Go make friends Mm -hmm. with a goat and a dog. No, he has Benzier the goat. I don't have his chart handy, handy, so we have to look at that separately. But ultimately, I mean, what I'll say to, if you have a rooster in your chart, I would say this is not the year to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. This is, you know, you don't really want to be doing high risk activities. I'm not into, I'm very risk adverse. So I really say when you have a, a clash animal, this is especially during the clash months, March and particularly September, if you have a rabbit in your chart, because you don't want to upset the rooster. This is not the time to be doing high speed car racing, motorcycle riding, cliff jumping, base jumping, anything that involves signing your life away. Let's not do that. Um, yeah. Because the element of associated with the rabbit is wood element and it's um, yin wood. So those parts of your body are represented by the neck um, and bone related injuries. So <clears throat> if you have broken an, a bone, then it may be an indicator that the clash has already started to kick in. So okay. we're currently in a water month. Next month is in. January of 23 is the month of yin water. So actually the energy for some people is going to start to come in a little bit early. People are Mm -hmm. going to start to feel a little bit early. And this is a water month. So if you don't need water in your chart, it might be a little bit unfavorable. But that's Mm -hmm. another choice. Just make good choices, right? So just, you know, don't engage in any high-risk activities. And that will help quite a bit. So it's kind of a silly question then. Is 2023 overall a lucky year? Depends. Depends on your. The answer is always it depends, and yeah. it and it and rightfully so because it's not going to be forever lucky for everybody all the time, right? right? In 2020 and 2021, when there were pandemic and there was lockdown, there were people who did really really well. People made money. There were industries that did really really well, and some people really really struggled because it was too much water and too much metal. It was too cold. There was no fire element. And that was really hard for some people. Still true in 2022 and 2023. Also, lots of water element. There's no metal element. There's no earth element. So if you need those elements in your chart, could be really challenging this coming year. If your chart is benefited by yin water or yin wood, then it could be a really good year for you. The answer is always depends because we want charts that are balanced. We want our, I mean, everything in Chinese metaphysics is all about balance and harmony. And that's true in a Chinese astrology chart. And when when we look at the, we can't do it as a visual because we're on a podcast, but when you look at the actual image of the year chart, there's no earth element and there's no metal element. Um, And the fire element is basically useless. And so for people who need fire element, it's still going to be a real challenge. Yeah. If I recall, I think I do need fire helper in mine. Yeah, your chart needs some fire element. It needs some fire. Yeah. Which me, so from a, from a financial perspective, it just means the liquidity is not great. doesn't mean that you're an unhappy person or that you're going to have right. other challenges. It, it depends on the context of your chart. Um, but if you but if you are somebody next year in the year of the rabbit, if you are somebody who has the day stem, which is the top box on your chart, and the day column is water, whether it's yang water or yin water, you get extra help next year in the year of the rabbit because yang water and yin water day stem people, they're called, that's called the day master, get noblemen. And noblemen are helpful people. They're really, really good stars. Everybody wants noblemen because noblemen are like helpful people that will come in and make things easier. So yang water years are the years of 1972 and 1992. Yin water are years that end in three. So it could be 1963, 1983. Um, and so those people will also have noblemen. So it could be your day, could also be your year where, when you have yin water and yang water and they're great because it means that when you want to do something, if you want to make a change in your life, um, the support is going to be there for you. If you have obstacles or things are dangerous, it'll just make things more comfortable and more smooth. And, and it can be someone that, you know, could be a spouse, could be parent or child, could be Someone on the exterior, like a lawyer or a doctor or a boss, could be an employee or a really good friend. And usually it's just somebody who comes and makes things better in an extreme situation. Um, I often find that I'm someone's nobleman as their feng shui expert. Um, right. 
And the other side of it is that a nobleman could also be like a jerk who treats you bad, but makes you think about things in a completely different way and inspires you to take action so that you can reach your goal faster. So even though it may seem like a crummy situation at the time, it can actually be really beneficial for you. So if 2023 is your nobleman year, meaning you have yang water or yin water in your day stem, or you were born in a yin water or yang water year of, like I had mentioned before, then this is a good year to go ahead and take chances and develop new projects and make changes. And could be making a move, could be doing job change, could be fixing something in a relationship. All those things can happen in that year. Mm. And this is why you're here to help us with the personalized calendar, because it's like so complicated because you have all these different pillars. It's like, yes, this will support you. Take the chance. And then it's like, no, but maybe September don't take any of yeah. Timing so- is everything, right? So the chart is, gives you an overview, right? The yeah. chart will give you like a 3,000 foot overview of what, what can happen and give you some visionary perspective of what to do or what not to do. Like I meet with my clients every year and hey, this year is good for X goal. We talk about what their goals are and give them some recommendations based on what energy is available to them. A lot of my clients who are, are interested in wealth building want to know like how their liquidity is going to look. So we have that conversation every year. Yeah. Um, yeah and then no. timing is everything. So I do make personal calendars for my clients based on their Chinese astrology chart. And it tells you the timing based on your specific chart, what days are favorable, what days are not favorable. And some months are more favorable than others. And it's good to know that in advance so that you can do the most important things on days that are the most favorable. Yeah. And plan to rest when it's just not going to help you. So <laughs> Yeah. And sometimes avoiding the negative stuff is the most important thing you can do. Like on that calendar, there are do not use days. And if you just don't use them, you can just avoid negative stuff. And it's true with feng shui as well, because there are stars that are unfavorable. And if you can just avoid them, then then you're like halfway to a good situation because you're just avoiding negative stuff. It's sort of like if there's an accident on the road, you're not going to continue to run into somebody. You're going to drive around and you're going to go a different direction. So just avoiding negative situations can be really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes it's like this mysterious, like, why is this? Why am I stuck? Or why is this always happening to me? Or kind of those questions you ask, like, maybe it is, maybe it's not, but maybe there could be some invisible element that you are kind of sitting in that negative or you're sitting in the direction of the negative or whatever it is, right? Um, And of course, it could just be that you have some mental, right? And like emotional intelligent practices to do to get you out. But like you said, there's certain energies and noblemen to help you. There's tools to help you get that, get your mind in the space where people in a situation where they're in a relationship with a narcissist or someone really toxic. Mm -hmm. There's right. tools to help you get out. There are tools. I, listen, my opinion is this. If you want to feel a sense of empowerment, you want to feel a sense of wellness and balance and harmony in your life, you should consider the significance of your environment. And your environment is you, your person, your Chinese astrology chart, and the energies that are in your space. That's what we do with feng shui, is we align you personally with energy that is best for you and what's available in your space. That's how you really do feng shui well. Yeah. It's not about trinkets and tchotchkes and pairs of rabbits and corners and this is not how I practice because I did that for a number of years and I have found from my own experience it was not effective not Um, effective this is much more powerful way to experience energy yeah and it will empower you and the result may be and this is what you need to let go of what the result will be like the result may be you transform and your partner wakes up and shifts or the result is you transform and you make a plan to figure out how to get into a new environment and move out you know there's and when your environment is supporting you and when you're using energy that is favorable then it sort of feels like things click into place it sort of feels like a zipper like and things just zip into place and it feel you kind of go oh this feels right people listen people are intuitive this is why i say i work with people who feel like something is off people know when something is off you don't you can't always put your finger on it and that's why we have all these tools and resources so that we can help you get into alignment so that things are easier you may not be able to get that person to change, but you get to decide what makes you feel empowered and what makes you feel like you're on track with your life and you go forward with that. And when you have support, it's easier. I mean, not to be flippant, but it's easy for us to be like, oh yeah, you can change your life. It's so easy. It's not easy. And it's really not easy when you don't have support. 
And this is why we want you to use your nobleman. We want you to use good energy. We want you to be in the stream of energy that is supportive to you. If you're rowing your boat in the stream, you go with the current. If you try to row your oars against the stream, you're not going to get anywhere very quickly. So we want you to go with the, the slipstream of energy that's favorable for you. Speaking of helping people where they're at, I received this review today. Thank you for your podcast and book. It is helping me through this dark period in my life. Thank you for sharing your stories and creating a safe environment for your survivors. I have heard this countless of times and I am so grateful I braved blackmail, shame, and guilt to publish my book to help others not feel alone, crazy, or too emotional. You can buy your copy of my book and gain how to overcome narcissistic abuse and recover from PTSD, codependency, gaslighting, manipulation, the guide to heal from childhood trauma with effective exercises, and how to live as your true authentic self with Human Design 101. You can grab that on Amazon and listen on Audible. And birth out of sharing about my book and this podcast and community, I have created a safe community on Patreon. You can now join this January only for $8.25 a month. That's the founding member price only through January. So gain your empowerment, mantras, freedom, answers to your questions, and community now in the link in the show notes. I love that analogy. That's perfect. That is exactly it. Like this invisible energy that we feel something is off. It's like Well, because you're rowing your boat upstream and you're just stuck. You're just stuck paddling upstream. You're exhausted. You're drained and you're going nowhere. Like, just let go and let's just support you this way and row you with the flow of the river. It it is a little bit like the Titanic, though. Sometimes you can't. Getting the Titanic to turn was really hard, which is why it ran into an iceberg. So you do sort of have to make changes in small increments. And sometimes it's a slow change. Yeah. And sometimes one or two changes will actually make a big difference. Just shifting your rudder a little bit can make a huge difference. Sometimes people feel like they're hemorrhaging, like bleeding. Yeah. Like, especially with money, it sort of feels like money's just always going out. You can't get money. You're constantly paying for things. There could be reasons for that in your Chinese astrology chart, maybe a short period of time. And sometimes we just need to get the bleeding to stop. And then once the bleeding is stopped, then we can start to heal and we can move things in a different direction. I mean, I can go on with analogies for, for days, but <laughs> go back to the Chinese astrology for a second. I love um, it. I love it. There are a couple other stars that I want to mention as it relates to Chinese astrology for the year that are very yes. helpful. One is called a peach blossom star. Peach blossom stars are also highly desirable because it makes someone have a significantly stronger likability and attractiveness. And for People who are looking for a romance, it can indicate when a romance might occur. Um, so the, in itself, the rabbit is a peach blossom star. So in general, it will be a year where we might see more sex scandals and affairs. And this can often be quite visible in the entertainment industry um, because usually in the entertainment industry, those people's lives are just front and center. They're very public and they're yeah. you know, very visible. Um, so if you have a rat anywhere in your chart and you are single, um, the rat is actually the peach blossom star for the year. So the rabbit is a peach blossom star in itself. So the, that's sort of a general, but individually, if you have a rat animal sign of a rat in your chart, that's the peach blossom animal for the year. Mm. And we know that you have a rat in your day. So what that is representing is your spouse. So the rat is actually the spou- house of spouse. Doesn't mean that there will be an affair. It could actually mean that things get really exciting for you it's with awesome. your relationship. So instead of like going out, you just come home and bring all the excitement home. I um, did actually set an intention three times a week. Please, let's do that. Hey, <laughs> so, yes, again. whatever it takes to spice it up. Um, there's actually, I did a whole Chinese astrology workshop called Bata Sex Code. It was a really great little workshop about how you can identify your sexual personality through your Bata chart um, and learn about your partner, what they like, what they don't like. And when you know that, you can, for lack of a better term, cater to what they like and express more of what you want based on things that you learn about yourself in this code. Um, It's super interesting. But that's another. Yeah, that's cool. That's another conversation for another day. But back to the rat. So (laughs) 
in a traditional view in Chinese astrology, the peach blossom star was not so great because it could mean like affairs, like it could be not so good. But if you are single, the peach blossom star is very effective because you could find a romance. If you are already in a relationship, you can use this star in other areas of your life. You can certainly use a star to help with business. So if you have a rat in the hour or in the month or in the year, you can use it for external purposes for work, for networking opportunities as well can also be really helpful. That was really what I wanted to say about. So the months, uh, the, the months related to this are, so the, we know the rabbit month is March and December is the rat month. So those months may be more uh, significant if you have these animal signs in your chart. But if it's in your day, just focus on your partner. If you're already in a relationship, just bring it home. Makes things way more exciting that way. Now, nice. there is another component that I do want to bring up that is yeah. special for this year that is not so favorable. So the rat and the rabbit, when we see them together, it creates what's called a punishment. Um, so we don't really like this punishment, and it can show up anywhere in someone's chart. Um, it's usually a problem that it's usually a relationship issue. It's called an uncivilized punishment. It could be a situation where in a relationship you really want to help somebody, you want to contribute, but that person that you thought you trusted the most ends up taking advantage of you and has some serious issues. Could it show up as an unhealthy sexual desire, an emotional suffering of some kind, um, or realizing that you've done something that you shouldn't? Um, it's usually a situation, when we say uncivilized, it usually means someone has not shown restraint. So extreme forms of betrayal. Um, and it can show up in a lot of different ways. It can show up as, in your physical body, it can show up as rheumatism or sexually related diseases. Um, it could be, again, a person who you most trust takes advantage of you. An mm -hmm. unhealthy um, sexual behavior, desire, uh, things that we, bad physical treatment, promiscuity, extreme stuff that we really don't want to see, rape, torture, molestation, really nasty things. Um, so we want to protect our children this year, especially if you are somebody and you know who has a, a child with a rat or a rabbit in their chart, really want to take care of them because mm. we don't want to see those extreme situations where children are vulnerable and they're taken advantage of yeah. in a way by someone that they're supposed to trust. So every that, year. You know, that, yeah. And I'm going to say something. I'm going to ask you questions. So that reminds me of be very cognizant about their online game playing, right? Commenting with people online activity because there are so many perpetrators who pretend to be somebody and say, hey, and then they make friends with them. And then they ask them to send pictures of themselves and then they start to guilt them right these intense extreme perpetrators right. who are very narcissistic beyond like perverted so yes be yes. very protective and just have this conversations like you don't make friends online like do not trust anybody online and my question is how do we know that this this interaction happens so it's defined when the rat and the rabbit are anywhere in a chart and it can also be in the four pillars and it can also be in the 10 year luck pillar so okay. if you are somebody who has a rat or a rabbit in your bots chart and you are coming into the year of the rabbit this is happening mm. so do they both have to be in your personal chart or you can have no, one element you can have one if you only have a rat have. in your chart if you only have a rat in your chart anywhere mm -hmm. and you come into the year of the rabbit which we're coming into the punishment mm -hmm. shows up Got it. If it's in your natal chart, it's going to be more significant in your life. Got it. So we already know that you have a rat and a rabbit in your chart. And there's yeah, a reason There's a reason that you're focusing on this as part of your life. Yes. <laughs> yes. You've already and experienced that, And narcissist. Life. Yes, narcissism. I was, pro, I was definitely vulnerable to that. Narcissism, and I wasn't taught to see the signs as a child of right. what that is. Yeah. Right. And so here you are. And you've made something really incredible. You're using your voice. And this is an incredible year for you to be doing that because you can really highlight that. And, and in the nicest way, you can leverage what you know to support other people. And this is how you become a nobleman to somebody else. This right. is how you use your peach blossom to help people understand your story and you can share your situation and help people in a completely different way. 
So even though this is present, doesn't mean that the world is ending. We just want to, when we know about it, we want to protect the people that we can protect. If it's already something that you've experienced, then you can use it to help shape your life. And you can still have a really amazing life, even though bad things happen to people all the time. I'm not, right. I'm not trying to negate that, but that it doesn't have to be the end of everything. It can be a starting point for greater empowerment. Yeah. Um, and it can be a shorter le lesson versus a like 10 year span lesson or even like you teach your children about the concept and they have a, f a friend at school and then you make that example. So that way, like if they do, when they do get into dating, it's like three dates and they're like, screw this. I'm done. This, this guy's a narcissist, right? Versus right. like getting into involved and moving in with them. It's like learning the hard lesson or you can just learn the lesson by understanding. and Right. So start, start early, right? Start early with communication. And then also just you, you also have to sort of be smart, right? So updating your passwords, making sure your passwords are super strong. Anything that can have two-factor authentication this year, you want to make sure you're protecting yourself against anything that you're getting hacked or broken into. Be aware of phishing scams. Communication with the people that you are around is super important. If you are somebody who is out on the dating scene, if you're uh, socializing with people, making sure that you're protecting your drinks and that you're not putting yourself in dangerous situations. You're always being street smart um, and being very cautious about who you trust. And the people that you do trust, make sure that you know their charts. <laughs> so you can really you can really look very clearly to see what's happening with people. Yes. Um, Those are really, really important tips. And, and it's not just for women. I will say this is true for men too. Like if this is in your chart. It can men happen to men too. too. Yes, absolutely. Right. So this is helpful for everybody really at any age. If you are a parent, pr protect your kids. If you have that opportunity, um, communication is important. Anything also that can be part of a community, right? So it could be that if you're part of a community, maybe you're inviting a social organization to come speak to your community group about some of these issues that you're bringing awareness. It doesn't have to be on your shoulders completely. There's tons of resources out there that are available. Yeah, I need to put it, I'm putting it out to the universe. I've been looking for somebody to come onto the show to talk about the tech end of protecting yourself against all these crazy hacker narcissists who just want to get back at you. <laughs> I have my tricks of how I protect myself, but it's like, is there, there a tech guy out there? Come on in, please. <laughs> well, you and I should talk later because I might have a referral for you. <laughs> yes, that would be great. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, because a guest came on and she's like, yeah, they can read every keystroke. And I'm like, yeah, I know that. But how, like, give me the tool so that they can't read my keystroke. Like, tell me right. that. That's what I want to find for my community. Yes. That's great. Oh, this is so amazing. So it's just such a wealth of information. I always love talking about all these energies and the, the bots and all that. So last question is, how can our listeners dive deeper into this with you? So my business is Feng Shui in Motion and the website is fsinmotion.com. There's all kinds of free resources on my site, and I also encourage people to sign up for my newsletter. That way you can get the updates on the things that are happening every year. Um, if you decide that you want to work with me, I offer services in feng shui, Chinese astrology. We, I can, we can do personal readings. I make personal calendars for clients. I also have a home study course. So if somebody found any of this Chinese astrology information interesting, I actually have a really great home study course that you can purchase. And there's videos and there's materials and you can really start to dive into the chart yourself and, and get a, an amazing learning experience as a starting point. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And I remember that one uh, newsletter that you sent, I forget, it was months ago. And it was talking about like spending more time in this sector. I think it was Southwest sector. Of the okay. Home, Could about. be. I did like to bring in more. And I was like, yes. Okay. So I like just hung out in that room for a while. And it really was beneficial. It really is beneficial, right? Sometimes it's not always so easy to change a bed or change a desk. But if you have a different room in a different part of your house, it can be super easy to just change that area. It's not always convenient. And, you know, we'll say that some of these things are not always so convenient. But if you're in a situation where things are not good, if you're sick, if you're really sick, if you're really in the thick of something nasty, even though it's inconvenient, it can make a big difference, even if it's a short period of time. When I say inconvenient, it doesn't have to be for a 10-year period. It could just be for a few months. Yeah, exactly. So if and healing is important to you, if getting out of a nasty situation is important to you, 
These are resources that are relatively easy. The information is widely available. If you need more help, that's what we're here for. I mean, I offer these kinds of talks because the information is readily available if you know where to look, but it's not always so people don't have time. <laughs> like, I'm happy to spend time yeah, calculating all this. When you Google it, you're right. Like, some, that's when you Google it and it's like feng shui, like place a bamboo plot, plot here. And it's like, no, that doesn't no. work. I need something deeper. <laughs> right, right, right. And usually people will know when that feels that they need something deeper. And that's where that's when you ask for help. If you're not feeling good, sometimes you go on the internet and you Google your ailment and you go, oh, I can treat this at home. And then there gets to a point where you're like, oh, maybe I need to go to the doctor. And when you yeah, feel yeah. like that's true, that's when you call for help. Um, but in the meantime, the newsletter has great resources. So it's a great way to, to get connected and stay connected to the things that I'm doing, the offers that I'm making, um, the ways that I'm communicating with people, and the small tips that I offer month to month about the energies so that you can make some changes as you go forward. And again, if somebody feels like they need help, my door's open. Yeah, thank you so much, Jillian, for being here and sharing all this information. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And remember, everyone, keep your unique light shining. Losing time, I'm fading fast. I just want to make it last. Try to let go of the past. I close my eyes, embrace the blast. Sleepless nights and headaches stack. Restlessness to hell.